It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants Mobile app. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes with a relentless competitive attitude. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. That's a Welcome to Friday's edition, or maybe a Thursday, I don't know, of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com at the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegel is with you. The number is 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. It's all presented by New York Lottery. Get out there and play. And of course... Big Blue Kickoff Live is part of the Giants Podcast Network, where it also features Giants Rewind, the Giants Interview Podcast, and the Giants Huddle Podcast. And you can find the archive of all of those on the Giants mobile app, giants.com slash podcast, and all your favorite podcast platforms. The Giants Podcast Network is brought to you by Investors Bank. Mr. Fiegels, good Mr. afternoon. How are you? Now, have have you gotten all the construction in your house all settled in? Now you're okay. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. Um, just a little <laughs> update. So I had to put I had to put some doors on the entrance to my office because uh, doing the shows remotely at home on Sundays and during the week, I have a lot of stuff going on outside of those doors, like dogs barking and kids at home. So that's the that's the update. So once those go in, they're going in today. And that was so one of the and that was one of the reasons for our delay today, yes. folks. Jeff had to make sure he was in a good spot so we weren't rudely interrupted. So we are <laughs> going to go a little bit long to make up for those six or seven or eight minutes that we started late. So we will get in all your calls at two zero one nine three nine four five one three again hashtag Giants Chat. I have audio from both defensive coordinator Patrick Graham and offensive coordinator Jason Garrett, Jeff, that we can play back over the course of the program. Uh, I know you were on with Paul yesterday. We've done enough looking back at San Francisco. So yeah, let's move on. Yes, let us <laughs> let it let us turn the page. But the funny thing, Jeff, when you look at the Rams, you don't have to turn the page that far because no, they run stuff offensively that's darn near identical to what the Niners do. So they just have more talented players on offense, to be quite frank. But they run a lot of that same play action, outside zone, jet sweep motion. All the stuff up front looks the same on those play action passes. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that the Niners hit the Giants with last week, the Rams are going to try to do the same thing. Except, as I mentioned, they're throwing out Jared Goff and Woods and Cup and Henderson and Higby, guys that the Niners did not have in their lineup last week. Yeah, I think one thing you'll see the Rams after looking at what they're they're doing this season and last, um, they they do a little bit more wide receiver screens with Robert Woods. So I think you know that's something the Giants are going to have to be prepared for. Um, looking over the years, they have um, Robert Woods has 418 yards collectively on just wide receiver screens in his career with the Rams. So you got to be careful of that. But yeah, I think the big thing that you mentioned, John, was the fact that you know these guys do a lot of different stuff out of the same. Um, looks and that's confusing and if you if you listen to some of the interviews that some of the players and Bradbury was talking about that how you got to be you got to be careful of it Uh, Logan Ryan was the other guy that was talking about you know you just have to be prepared that they're going to run different different types of plays out of the same looks constantly yeah and Jeff just to be quite frank the Rams offense has been spectacular this year and it's and it starts on first down Jeff they're the best first down offense in football they're averaging seven and a half yards per play yeah. on first down. Yeah, and look what down. the 49ers, the 49ers were just as good last week. They yeah. were over six and a half yards uh, on first down. So they're, they're getting another opponent on this very powerful on first down, like you're saying. Yeah, and it goes back to, I think, what you what we just talked about. 
everything looks the same. The running plays look like play action. You have that jet sweep motion on nearly every play they run from under center, unless it's, you know, third and long, and that's not a realistic option. So defenses can't seem to figure out what's going on, and usually teams that are really run heavy on first down, they don't generate bigger plays. And the Rams, they run 59% of the time on first and 10, which is the highest rate in the league. Despite that, they're still averaging the most yards per play on first down because their play-action game is so effective, and they're not chucking it downfield. When they, do, when they do, they're effective, by the way. Jared Goff is completing 70% of his passes. Um, he's completed all five of his passes that have traveled at least 20 yards in the air, but they have 17 completions of 20 or more yards, which means of those 17 completions, 12 are plays where you throw the short pass and then the guy runs to get it past 20 yards. So the Rams, much like the Niners last week, who did the same thing with their explosive plays, it wasn't throws down the field. It's shorter and intermediate passes that they hit the guys on the move and they get run after the catch. So the Giants' defense is go- are going to have to be very short tacklers in this game to prevent those Rams' big plays, which often happen from run after the catch. Yeah, they're a team that commits to the run, too. Coach Judgeon mentioned it yesterday in his press conference. So... Um, the other thing this is go go a little bit deeper on that first down statistic because I think it tells a story. And that story is if you're getting that type of production on first down, you're getting into those manageable third down plays. Um, and by the way, the last three games, the Rams have been 60, 58, and 53% collectively on third down. So that gives you a little uh, hint on how their production on first down helps them on third down. The other one is the last three games in a row, looking this up, their drive charts – they have had 10 possessions each game, 10, 10, 10 every week. So they are going to keep the ball, and their time of possessions has begun against Dallas. It was 35 minutes, John, Philly 31, and last week the Bills 32 minutes. So listen, last week we saw what happened with the Giants when they were on the field for 40 minutes. Uh, they got to get this Rams team <laughs> off of this field quickly. And, Jeff, and it's going to be tough. You know McVay's going to look at that tape last week, see the way Kyle Shanahan attacked the Giants' defense, and he's going to try to do the same thing. I mean, there's no reason for him not to. It would be silly for him not to. He's going to attack the Giants the exact same way. So yes. they're going to have to be ready to, to defend against that. And, you know, they're good in so many different ways. And, frankly, the Giants' defense is just going to have to play better, Jeff. I mean, they, you know, they have to get off the field on third downs. And this is something, yeah. you know, I talked about a little bit earlier in the week. I don't think we've talked about it together yet. And if you look at the Giants' third down woes, I think it's representative of what we talked about all offseason long, is that the Giants' pass defense, when they need to get a stop and force an incompletion, are they able to do it? And it comes to the inexperienced secondary, and that includes Darnay Holmes at the slot cornerback position, the second perimeter guy across from Bradbury, throw the pass rush into the mix too, which has not been as consistent as it needs to be. And when the Giants know the other team's passing, the other team knows the Giants knows that they're going to pass on a third and long. Can the Giants get the stop when they need to? And so far this season, they have not been able to do it. And I think the first few weeks were fortunate because the Steelers and the Bears are both very heavy first and second down run teams, and then they would just convert on third down. But Mm -hmm. last week in the second half, what I thought I saw, the 49ers just decided, hold on a second. (laughs) why are we running into Dalvin Tomlinson and Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence? You know, we'll run outside sometimes, but I'm not going to waste my first down play on a run. I'm just going to run play action on first down. And we saw the Niners run uh, past the ball on early downs a lot more, and that ended up being really effective. So the Giants' pass defense here is going to have to improve where teams are, they're going to have to stop teams when you know they're going to throw it, and 
the other team is going to throw it because it's a third and long or or even first down on first and 10. Uh, it all comes back to me to the Giants' pass defense, and it has to get better. Yeah, and listen, the, the, the Giants' run defense on first down is pretty good. I mean, they're top 10 in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of a, a matchup that you want to look at, but it also goes to your point on second and third down. They collectively, they start to get a little bit worse. Um, so they're definitely going to have to to shore up that backside and, and really, you know um, – this is where we look at, at kind of teams that are able to run the football is how productive they can be in their own passing game. And when you look at the Giants offensively, when you can't run the football and you then become one-dimensional and that you have tough difficulty throwing the football too, uh, it's a mess. And so the Giants going to have to button that stuff up this week against a good Rams defense too. I mean, they're, they're, they are just a good football team, John, on both sides of the football and special teams. I mean, you just look at this team on paper, it's like – Wow. And we know who the studs are on defense. We, I mean, we're going to mention them, but um, they got their work <laughs> cut out for them, uh, this offense for the Giants this week, too. Yeah, Jeff, doesn't get any easier. And I think a big problem, and, and we'll talk about the quarterback in a second, but a big problem for this Giants offense getting consistent production has been the offensive line. They haven't been able to block it up on first and second down. Um, and then they haven't been able to protect enough to let Daniel Jones get the ball down the field to try to pull that extra guy out of the box to open up the running game. Because sometimes if you can't run it, you do have to you know, stretch out the defense vertically and horizontally to get some of those guys out of there. So you free up more room for your run, and the Giants have not been able to do either one of those things, in part because of the offensive line. And you know, especially in their pass protection, Jeff, I'm not seeing guys getting whooped one-on-one all day long. That, that's not what I'm seeing when I'm seeing the pressure get in there. Yeah, the the offensive tackles have gotten beaten from time to time. It happens. It's the NFL. You're playing good pass rush. It's just going to happen. But when you're seeing these guys storm into the backfield, sometimes untouched, the Giants have, you know, six guys blocking six defenders, but all of a sudden, two guys block the same guy. They don't handle a stunt correctly. They don't handle right. a, a delayed blitz or, uh, or a twist correctly. And That's I just right. got off with David Deal. It's going to get posted on the Giants Rewind podcast, and he really thinks it has a lot to do with the fact that they're thousands of reps behind based on not having an offseason, and that sort of stuff is only going to come as these guys play together more on the field, and you know teams are going to keep attacking the Giants with loopers and stunts and things like that until they show that they can block it up. Once that's on tape, teams are just going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, listen, David played the position. He understands it, and you know he, he was able to go through training camp and offseason workouts and OTAs. He understands how important that is, so what he's saying is true. Uh, Mark Colombo said the same thing. We're, we're a million snaps behind. And uh, until those guys can catch up, and which they're not going to be because, you know, they're playing games now. They're in their fourth game, which is basically the fourth preseason game if you think about it. And as mentioned yesterday, I think it's, just, it's all about execution. It's all about uh, mental mistakes. You mentioned that, you know, there's two guys on one guy when you shouldn't have that. You should be going to the next level, picking up the linebacker or picking up the twist. Um, watching some of the game film yesterday again from the San Francisco game, there was tons of missed assignments yeah. where the switch didn't happen. Yep. And both players went for one player, and the next thing you know, the guy's standing in that gap, and then there's, there, you can't have that. And, Jeff, by the way, and there might be some pre-snap communication with, with, with Nick Gates that has something to do with that. I'm not discounting it. But he generally, from what I'm seeing, he's not the guy that's failing to switch off to pick up some of these blitzers. No, it's the outside. It's the tackle guards. Yes. The two guards and the two yes. tackles. That's yes. where most of the pressure is yes. coming from. Yes. So, um, and listen, the, as far as the, the Rams go, Aaron Donald will move around. He may not have to this week if they can get the pressure where he normally plays, and that's in the middle. 
But yeah. you have to be aware of where he's going to line up, and they're going to game plan for the weaknesses for the Giants, and most likely, in my opinion, it's going to be on the outside edges. Yeah, Leonard Floyd, solid. Michael Brockers is an underrated defensive tackle. He's a guy that has a lot of power. He's a tackle machine, too, for for that type of player. He, I mean, he's over 60 tackles a year, yeah, which he, is a good stat for a guy like that. Michael Brockers is a very underrated player. And then in yeah. the secondary... Uh, against a Giants team that is having issues with turnovers, they have a guy like Jalen Ramsey who is as good of a ball hawk as there is in the NFL, Jeff. Yeah, he attacks the ball. And that's something Daniel Jones is going to have to be careful with. And this is another Rams team, much like the 49ers, much like the Bears. They play a lot of zone. You're not going to see these guys like man up with, you know, cover zero or cover one. They're going to keep the ball in front of them. And there was a really impressive stat I, I was looking at the Rams' defense, if I can find it here very quickly, on passes that travel 21-plus yards in the air, opposing quarterbacks have a quarterback rating against the Rams of 13.5. Best best opposing quarterback rating on those passes in the league. So the Rams are not going to generally let you get the ball down the field. So it's going to be another challenge for Daniel Jones here, who's turned the ball over too much. Everyone knows this. And it's going to have to get cleaned up. Listen, this team, this Rams defense, here's a stat for you. As you would say sometimes, John, here's a nugget. Hi, give a nugget. nugget. Um, this team has scored 24 points off of turnovers in 2020. That's the fifth most. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. most in the NFL. That's a good nugget. Here's the other one that you're going to – this is even kind of piggybacks onto that stat for this season. Since 2017, they've scored 341 <laughs> points. That is number one in the ah, National Football League off good. of turnovers. So – when you look at this team on paper, Giants, the Giants, well, obviously, no, we can't turn the football over. But you have to understand that if you do, it's over. on the road, this team is going to put up points on you. And for a team that has been able to not score points in the last three weeks, you cannot get behind in this game. You just cannot do it. It will not work. No. I can tell you that. No, it will not. Because That's, then the entire Sean McVay playbook is open. They know you have to throw the ball. They unleash their pass rush. Their secondary can really be aggressive going after footballs, and then the waterfall just starts. And once the waterfall starts, there ain't no putting the you know cork back in the bottle. That's right. And they are the second highest scoring team behind uh, the Packers. <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, not just points; they're also second in yards per game too, offensively. So. It, it ain't a fluke. Yeah. and It's not a fluke. And one more, since we're on stats and we're on numbers and all that good stuff today going into the preview a little bit, um, <laughs> this is pro football focus for you. This is one of your favorite, John. Um, the Rams have top five graded, okay, at the QB, running back, and wide receiver position with Goff, Daryl Henderson, and Cooper Cup. Those three players are in the top five at each one of those positions graded in the National Football League. Yeah, and look, so. and by the way, Andrew Whitworth's still playing well at his advanced age. Tyler Higby's a very good tight end, too. So they've got a lot of players. Um, oh, Higby had a, three touchdowns in that uh, that Eagles game. He right? did. Was it the Eagles game yep. or the uh, first game of the season? Is that who they played? But, I mean, a Dallas game maybe. One of them. He had three touchdowns. So. I believe I believe it was week two against Philly that week he had two, the three touchdowns. Philly, yeah. yeah. So got to watch him. Hey, hey listen, we know, what the, we know what the Giants do with tight ends, the good ones. Yeah. Um, they tried last week to, and he got hurt. But Jordan Reed just, I, I think they were, they thought that he had a Washington Redskins uh, jersey on because he was playing like the Redskins days. Remember him in the early days? Oh my goodness, he was a beast. Okay, a beast. Jeff, one last thing I want to get to before we get to the calls. We got a full bank of calls. I do have that Patrick Graham and Jason Garrettson. I do want to get to that. I will try to, but I don't want to make the callers hold much longer. Uh, Daniel Jones 
when you take a look at his turnovers this year, he's got six of them, two fumbles lost, four interceptions. Do you see a common thread? Because to me, it goes back to some of the stuff from last year, and and, and the very broad statement I'll make is decision-making, which is probably too broad to be useful in a lot of ways. No. But, you know, last week I thought he was also a little inaccurate. I thought some of his passes were a little bit errant when they normally weren't. So when you take take a look at Jones and what he's done and and, and the foibles and the mistakes, what's your common thread? Well, I'll tell you, I I went back and I I like to – you know, I like to, and everybody should. They should go back on, on Big Blue on Giants.com and look at the interviews that, that you guys post on there because, you know, within COVID, you, you can't get to all these people and listen to them. So uh, Jerry Saplinski was on there, and he was interviewed the other day. And, and a lot of the things that he was saying is kind of well, how I echo is what's wrong. Um, and he said, it's, you know, basic fundamentals are the same things every day in games and practice, right, John? I mean, you work on your fundamentals and your techniques. That doesn't change. But what does change is decision-making. Um, what does change is the way that teams play you in certain coverages. And I think that that's the problem that he's having at this point. I mean, he's also, also obviously a smart individual. So, 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 so it's processing what the defense is showing him and, and then I, making the right decision? That is, I believe, is most of it. Um, because when I look at his fundamentals and his technique, um, once in a while you'll see him throw off balance. But, you know, he's a big, tall, lanky guy, and he, and he sits down and, the, and, he, and he plants himself and he, and he throws the ball well. Um, but when he's moved off of his point and he also has to start thinking a little bit, that's when the errant throws come in. So, But I think the pre-snap reads are good, but I think then you'll in the National Football League what happens after the snap. Um, <laughs> and so change. I think, you know, and listen, this is his 15th game of the, of the regular season. So this week will be his 16th, and he'll have one season underneath his belt, collectively, if you call it, for 16 games. But it's going to take time, and I think that's something that you just have to learn over time. And unfortunately, it's, he's doing it at a rate where we don't want to see that. So that's my take on it. Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by New York Lottery. Make sure you get out there and play. All right, Mr. Conforth, let's get to the phones. He's back at the shop manning things. I'm at home. Jeff's at home. Brian is holding things down over at Quest. So let's go to, uh, I'll take him in order. Let's go to Dave in Cranford. He'll lead us off today. Dave, what's going on? Hey, Dave. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Wonderful. John. How are you, my friend? What's up, Dave? Um, okay, a bunch of different things. Uh, John, first of all, love seeing you on the on the TV shows and all that sort of stuff. But, bro, I appreciate like, it's unbelievable. It. Thank you. I mean, you're doing a series, and I, you know, I bust on you a lot, but you're doing a great job, so that's, that's great. Um, uh, also love the the uh, I've been listening to the other Big Blue kickoff when I can't get on for some reason, and man, it's been a, a little little hot, you know, a, a little hot <laughs> these days, and I, and yes. I think that's great. That's great. I, I there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Nope. I do I do think um, just one big picture, and then about this game coming up. I do think that there's a point in time. I mean, we can do it whenever you want. I guess there's no law, there's no rule, but it does make sense to kind of like. Um, you know, evaluate certain things like maybe over a little bit more time than let's call it three games, right? So, you know, because ju- just as much as you know, it was a rough game last Sunday, which it was legitimately. If sure. they come out and shock a lot of people, meaning the Giants, and win on Sunday, you know, we're not going to the Super Bowl. You, you, you know, like, 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 you know, like, like there's, and, and, and again, I understand that we're underdogs. One of the things that I think needs to happen for the team is that the, the game plan and the scheming, which by the way, I think has actually been 
for the most part, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but for the most part, been pretty good. It just, it just hasn't fit or it hasn't all come together yet. And I think, I think when you start to see those things come together um, across the board, you know, we're going to have a better chance and, and this team is going to win some games sooner than later. And, and I, I want to see that sooner than later, but I think you're going to see, you know, the game, I, I think there were certain parts, for instance, in Chicago where the game plan on defense and holding back a little bit, it, we, we should have been blitzing more. And I think Pat Graham would say that, I, I, you know, but Monday morning quarterback 2020, I think they just are going to have to find both offensively and defensively the scheme that works on a more week-to-week basis, which also has to do with personnel. And when those things come together, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be much happier with the results. So you guys are the best, man. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Dave. Thanks a lot, man. And look, people should be into it. People should be excited, and people should be passionate. No one should be happy after that game last week. And it's funny, I've talked about it on the show before. I expected the early part of the schedule to be a little bit rough. Now, I didn't expect against the banged-up 49er team to have that bit much of a lopsided score. That, to me, was a little bit jarring this week. I think that's fair. Like, if that had happened against the Steelers in Week 1, Jeff, I don't think either one of us would have sat here and been like, I can't believe that just happened. But I, I, but, <laughs> no, yeah. But, but I, I was a little surprised it happened this week. So you come back, you play better this week. It's going to be a really tough game to win. And again, and this is going to be my theme throughout, and I, I, tr- I think we tried to make this point before the season started. If we didn't, I, that, that's our fault. And Carl made this point after the last game. Now you're just looking for improvement, right? You can't yeah. erase the first three games. They're there, right? So play, go out there, play better. And if you play better, you're going to have a chance to win these games and Cut down the turnovers on offense. Get better on your third down defense. The young guys need to start playing better. The young guys that have been in the league for a while need to start playing better and become impact players. All those things, Jeff. And and I think that's what you keep an eye on now as you move ahead in the season. You have to. You got to stay positive. Um, and I, I've said this before. You, know, you got to be careful. I mean, you don't want to. You know, this this game is so hard to play, John. I mean, these people. Uh, you have to understand that this is a very difficult game. Um, and as, you know, Logan Ryan, he summed it up pretty good the other day. It's it's difficult, but it's simple. You know, keep it simple. And I think that maybe this is something they have to go back on and, and keep some of the things simple. But I will tell you this. I know that we're not into moral victory, and you never should be. Um, but I will tell you that if this team can just start playing better football and maybe that they don't win, I know fans are probably saying, Fegels, what are you talking about? But i got to be a realist here. I don't see this team – you know, going to the Super Bowl this year, guys, it's, it's almost impossible. They're 0-3, so let's look. What are we going to look for? Improvement, like you said, John. Look for improvement on a daily, weekly basis. And you know what else will help this? Man, if they can get a win. You know how winning cures everything. And, John, you've been around the building long enough to know that that building takes on the attitude of the team when they're losing. It is a morgue. Right. I mean, so it's such a great place when they can get a win and those players can be happy about something. Um, And man, I just hope they get it. You never know. Um, But I hope it comes soon because I've been on teams like this before and it just drags on. Um, But, you know, a tribute to the coaches and the players. These guys got to stay positive um, and they've got to come out and work every day. And I know it's cliche to say that all the time, but that's all you can do. You've got to get better. Yeah, they have to get better. And, and again, and what are you going to do? Put your tail between your legs? Quit? No, you can't. You know, and, and right now they got 20, 25 to 26 new players on this team. They just added another one uh, yesterday yeah. or today. And, Jeff, it's also a constant evaluation process, right? You know, this That's coaching staff is on. trying to figure out what they well, have. 
Look what they did. They just signed the guy off the practice squad from the Raiders. Yeah, and by um, the way, it's been a bit of a more of a revolving door than I thought it would be on that practice squad. I thought they might stick with guys a little bit longer because you want guys that are familiar with the system, but they've really rotated guys in and out of there pretty quick. Well, it's interesting, you know, what's happening in the league now with COVID and with the Titans and all that stuff. That's and by the way, on. for the folks that didn't hear, that Steeler-Titan game has been uh, postponed. It will not be played this week. The Titans had two more positive tests today, one yeah. player and one personnel. So, And this is, this, is the, this is the thing that we all talked about from the beginning. You know, when, when is, if it's going to happen, when is it going to happen, and how is it going to affect the game? And you hope that this is an isolated incident because when you yeah. think about what has gone on in the National Football League up to this point as far as testing and how many of them that they did and they had zero tests for so long, um, it just goes to show you that that thing can get in the door somehow. Yeah, um, and it makes me happy gotta, that, that and it yeah. makes me happy, Jeff, that it didn't affect the Vikings because maybe That's that right. shows that transmission during games isn't going to be as big of a problem as people thought. Or, or you know yeah. what, maybe maybe they just got lucky and it's a one-off. Who knows? But yeah, sure, sure. that is you a know, good thing that it isn't impacting another game. Yes, a hundred percent. And 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 listen, I think this is just like anything else. From when this all started, um, this is the first of of it, right? So nobody knows how to react to it. Nobody knows how to. But this is a learning experience. So they'll go back and contact Trace, as they call, you know, go back and look yep. at things where it came from. Um, the league, I I thought made a, a a split decision really quickly. That you know, hey, what are we going to do here? And they moved on it quick. Um, and I think that this was just, I think they were waiting for something like this to happen. I think they were prepared for something like this to happen. And now that it has, they've moved swiftly on it and moved the game or delayed the game, whatever the final conflict is, or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. Are they moving it to a later date? They have not determined that yet. Uh, They are going to try to play it. Uh, There's a talk where maybe they can rearrange a couple teams' bye weeks and they could play on a week where where they were supposed to have their bye later in the year. And look, remember, folks, this is why they wanted to start the season on time, too. So you have that extra time after the year. If you want to tack on a, a one week at the end of the year to the regular season to, to play some of these games, hopefully it's just this one that happened to get postponed, you can do that, too. So the league does have a lot of options, which is good. And the whole key, Jeff, I've said it from the beginning, the league's going to have to be flexible with this this year. It's the only way you're going to get through it. Only way. And I, I, I think that the only way they're going to be able to do this is that bye week. Somehow, you know, because that's kind of built in for every team. They almost get like a you yeah. know, one week off, and it's it's a freebie, right? So now, like the Titans, they're going to have to they're going to get this week off um, if they don't play the game, and they're going to have to find somewhere to replace it. But like you said, John, you're going to have to find that other team, yeah. which is the Steelers. When are they going to be able to play them? Exactly. So. so I think there's a way to make the arrangement, but they haven't announced what it is yet. All right, let's go to um, Roldy on Long Island. He joins us next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's up, Roldy? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, man. What's up? Hey, Jeff. uh, I don't think any educated Giant fan going into this season thought this team would be a Super Bowl team. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're you're 100% right. Now, um, uh, you know, all I want as a Giant fan, I just want my team to to, to be a team to be a force to be reckoned with. I want a team that could be put on, uh, you know, every year knowing that we're in it. We're, we're getting ready to, you know, make a run for the playoffs. You know, a team like the, the 49ers, a team like the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. The difference is those teams have major talent on the team where we don't. 
Now, I, I called up a couple of days ago, and I'm, uh, you know, as a fan, I, I have my opinion. I'm making a, a comment, you know, to Paul Dottino. And, 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 and because of the type of comment that he disagreed with, the guy hangs up the phone on me. I mean, I think Paul, Paul just let his fandom get in the way, and, then be, and when a fan has their opinion, it's, it's either his way or, 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 or hang up the phone. <laughs> now, Roly, Roly, now, Roly, I, I did not hear the call. I did hear about it. Now, my understanding is that you made the point that they need to overhaul the front office. Was that your general point on the call? Yes, yes. Okay. I feel like we, we should do that. I, sh- I feel no, but, like maybe no, but we so, have to look. No, mm-hmm. no, Roldy, just, 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 just so you understand what has happened. Obviously, Dave Gettleman is the general manager. He's been there. Kevin Abrams, assistant general manager, he's been there. But I can tell you, they have completely revamped what's underneath those two guys at the top. They, they've replaced almost half, if not more, of their scouting staff. They've hired a bunch of new analytics people to help in that area. They've changed their scouting system. They've made a ton of changes. Even though you haven't seen them at the top, they have really overhauled how that front office does function over the last couple of years since Dave Gettleman has taken over. Now, you don't see these names. You don't see these faces. So I understand why you might not be familiar with it. But they right. really have made a ton of changes underneath the surface since Dave got here. See, but you explaining it to me right like like that, okay? Instead of you know not ex- exp- instead of explaining to me, the it's guy the just hangs up the phone. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I feel like Paul's Paul's fandom just gets in the way of 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 people having an opinion. I'm a fan of the Giants team. I, I I'm I'm allowed to be critical of the team if I see we're doing the same thing and nothing has changed. But going back to the the, the, the players on the field, yes. I think our problem, our issue here is 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 our Third down defense. I, I think uh, Chicago Bears. I think the Bears were like ten of out of what fourteen. Yeah, it's bad. On it's third bad. Down. It's bad. You're one hundred percent. And it just it just feels like it's the same constant thing. It's just we need to to to, to start getting better at that. You know, I mean, what, what's what, what do you guys think we should do on defense to make sure we get off the field on third down? Well, let me ask you a question. So on third down, where does it start? Is it is it because everybody's running free down the field, or is it because we're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback to make mistakes, or both? I, I think <laughs> both. I, I think I think it's a combination of both. I think it's 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 both. I, 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 that's what I see. I think it's a combination of both. Well, I, I, I tell you, I, I think I think it's a little bit more on the back seven than it is the front four, um, because I look at the pressures and I look at the sacks and I look at the things that are going on with this team and um, up front in the last three games. Um, I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I wish there was more, but I, I, st- I think it's an improvement. But what I am seeing is that I'm seeing, I'm seeing miscommunications on rub routes. I'm seeing guys making mental errors um, on switch-offs right. and, and things like that. And missed tackles. And, and missed tackles. Um, but, you know, listen, you've got you to gotta defend those sticks, and you've got to play the coverage that, that they're asking you to play um, and, and make a play. If it's third and seven, make a play at third and six. And, and by the way, and, and by the way, Jeff Patrick Graham actually said that today. This isn't part of the sound that I cut, so I'll just tell you what he said. He was kind of asked about this role, and he he said, "Look, when you have young guys in the secondary or inexperienced guys, however you want to look at it, mm-hmm. and you know those guys sometimes will tell them to play a coverage and to watch for a certain thing, and then the play starts. They think they see something else, so maybe they deviate a little bit." And Patrick Graham mm-hmm. said, "He goes, guys, look." If I tell you to go out there and play a certain coverage and be, you know, key to a certain play, be key to that play. If the team goes out there and runs something else, that's my fault. That's my bad. But there's a reason right. I think, because of all my tape study, that the team's going to try to do a certain thing in a certain situation. 
You're a young guy. You don't have all the experience. You need to trust me. And if they run something else and they complete it, that's my fault. This is Patrick Graham talking. So I think that's one of the things, Raldi, he's trying to get through to those young guys in the secondary. And, 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 I'll, and I'll make one more comment, sure. and then I'll get off the phone. Now, as far as the offense, I like to see. I mean, I'm not think. I'm not saying the offensive line is, is great at pass blocking. I like to. I, I like to think it's okay. I think with Jones, and I want Jones to succeed. I like Jones. I want to see him do good. But I think majority of it, just like you guys said, is the is his decision making. From time to time, there are guys that I see that are open, and he does. He doesn't react quickly to it. And I feel like the offensive line is a little bit better. Than the run blocking and everything like that, and that and that's pretty much it. And tell Paul Dottino sometimes it's not that that bad. You know, take tell him to take a couple of shots of Henny, he'll be okay. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Roly. Thank you, Roly. Now, Paul, Paul, Paul does not partake in the spirits, so you have to understand that. And Paul is also mm-hmm. very high strung. You have to yes. understand that too. And yeah. Paul is also a paisan, as he likes to say. Mm-hmm. That can be yep. a little hot tempered at times. So mm-hmm. you just got to understand. Sometimes Paul gets it. And look, we all have our moments, Jeff. Lance has his rants. He ranted at Charlie at the end of the show on, I think, Tuesday. I have my rants yelling at people. Me and Ernest had our fun little exchange a couple years ago. Uh, You know, we all have our moments. It happens. No hard feelings. We're all having fun. It's okay. You know, I kind of, as as you were mentioning about Patrick Graham and what he was talking about uh, with these young defensive backs and safeties, you know, a lot of times these guys, and this is what you don't want them to do, um, and I feel like years ago that the defense was doing this a lot was the, the word freelancing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, I don't want to use that word here, but what I do want to use is that the inexperience where these guys coming out of college. Now, remember, so these guys coming out of college that are on the team that are playing in the games, they were pretty good at, at, at their respective positions and where they play. No, yeah. They, 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 they have the talent to play. That's right. And they also they also had they were maybe a little bit above the talent where they could get away with things like that. Well, they can't do that now. And that's what Patrick Graham is telling them. Trust me. Trust the system. Run what you're supposed to run. And then that's from experience is the longer they're going to be in there, the more they're going to trust the system. And then things will click. They really will. And as far as the run game and the pass game, there's no question that. Um, collectively from the offensive lineman to the quarterback, um, that has to improve both running and, and run game. It's the interior, in my opinion. It's those three guys in the interior that have to be able to, to, to run block at the point of attack. Yeah. And, you know, and really when you match up against those guys, you got to win that battle. Now, and I do, um, will say this, Jeff. I think those Daniel Jones runs on those read options last week might loosen up the back side of the defense a little bit because yeah. they've been crashing down a lot of those you know zone running plays. But if they're really worried about Daniel Jones coming out of there and keeping it on those plays, you might be able to keep some of those backside defenders a little bit more honest, which That's might right. give the Giants' traditional running plays a better chance to succeed. Yeah, and remember we had mentioned that you and I did that show, and we, I had said to you, you know, we didn't see that the first two games. I'm wondering if we'll see a little bit more of that. And you it did. It come sooner or later yeah. because, you know, it's part of the package. That's what Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones does well, yeah. and we just hadn't seen it. So I, I like your point. You know, if you're going to run that, then they're going to have to respect it a little bit more. Um, the other thing with his with passing, too, is that when we talk about decision-making, part of the decision-making process within the quarterback and what he does is, is, is your reads, your first, your second, your third reads, right? Mm-hmm. So they're progressions, as they call it. I, I feel like he can get better in those because the caller brought up a great point. And if you watch on the film from the from from the end zone shots where you can kind of see a lot of the routes that are being run and look at Daniel Jones's eyes, he is looking his first and his second 
but the second may not be the right read, you know, where there's another guy that is wide open or even has a chance to play to, to make another play. And I feel but like I he might he might stick on that first one a little bit too long, I think, That's too, right. Jeff. Like, he needs to decide, all right, based on the coverage, this guy's not going to be open and get off it a little bit quicker so he can get to that second and third route read. But I did I have seen some some really, really well-thrown footballs oh, um, yeah. into, tight, into tight windows where he's – that's what he has a great arm, and he'll do things like that. And listen, folks, I mean, if you look at what he did last year, and again, you know, a lot of teams didn't know anything about Daniel Jones, so that, you know, you're going to – he's going to play a little bit better, but now is more film, as more of these defensive coordinators start to game plan against Daniel Jones, it gets tougher because you saw what he did last year. He had games where he threw four and five touchdowns in games. Um, man, would we like to see that. <laughs> Boy, would we like to see that again. 201-939-4513. Giant fans get a New York Giants checking account from Investors Bank with the Giants branded debit card, security features, and discounts at the Giants online shop. You can earn up to $250 when you open up an account. Visit Investors, InvestorsBank.com slash Giants. Again, that's VisitInvestorsBank.com slash Giants. Member FDIC. All right, oh, Jeff. Too bad, too bad you're, um, you know, you're not traveling you know, to go because – it would have been really sweet to go see this new stadium. I'm really, I'm, I'm really <laughs> bummed out. Uh, you know, but I've seen. You know, when you're going to get it's, it's another four years, right? Not, no, not, well, not necessarily. That. Remember, the Giants do play the same, the team that finishes in the same place in their division, in you know, in the NFC. So there's a okay, chance. So it could be. There's yeah. a chance you get them before that, but you know, I've that I've never traveled to LA before. I traveled as like a five year old kid with my with my parents when we went to like Disneyland what back about in the San day. Diego? Did you go to San Diego and I was in. I was in San Diego, but that's not L.A. Okay, well, okay. yeah. No yeah, I, I was in San Diego. That's when it was like 50 degrees the night before. It was like the coldest <laughs> night in like San Diego history. I'm serious. Yeah, right. No, literally, when we went there, it was like the coldest night in, in like the history of San Diego in like the last 20 years. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, yeah, the right. one time I got to go to San Diego, this is one. People, people were walking around in parkas. I swear to God, like these California people, they were so like taken by a 50-degree night. They're wearing oh, sure. parkas. I'm yeah. walking around in a T-shirt. I'm like, this is still not so bad compared to New York, but it was it, it was funny. Big but they'll, kick- go sur- they'll go surfing in like 54 yeah, degree know. weather. I don't get it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, whatever. They got those insulated wetsuits, right? That's right. Big Blue yep. Kickoff Live is presented by the New York Lottery. Get out there and play. Collins in Connecticut has been holding the longest. Collins, what's up? Hello. Hey, Collins, Hello, what's Collins. going on? Uh, I'm doing good. How how are you guys? Good, man. Good. What's on your mind? Good. Um, what's on my mind? Uh, I've been thinking, and I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I know you guys was talking about continuity um, yesterday or the day before. Yesterday. And what came, okay, what came to my mind was how about a Des Bryant? Not because of the name. You know, he's, you know, he's accomplished things in his career, but for the sake of um, Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones' development. Do you think he will be more like a met, like a mentor and kind of like push him up to being like reaching Darius Slayton full potential? And um, I like to say um, maybe a low 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 cost reward type of guy. I don't know. I don't know if he'll agree with it or want to come to a losing team, but I think he could help us out a lot, especially in a red zone because we need to come like 
score. We need to score more points in the red zone. We can get to the red zone. We just need to put up points. Yeah, Collins, here's the thing. I, I honestly don't know how much Dez has left in the tank, for one. And number two, if, if I remember, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers. But I, I feel like a lot of Tony Romo's and Dak Prescott interceptions came, well, I don't know if he was ever with Dak, but at least the Romo ones. When he tried to target Dez and he wasn't exactly the best route runner, route runner in the world. So I'm not sure that he's the guy that would unlock some of Daniel Jones's, you know, better qualities and then hide some of the worst ones. So, um, and frankly, I'm not sure what Jason Garrett thinks of him with his time there either. Maybe he has a sour taste in his mouth from his time there. I, I can't speak for him. I have no idea. Maybe he loved him. Who knows? But I, I'm just not sure that's that's the direction to go at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the reason why I say that is because um we got Sterling Shepard. He's out. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Right. But, um... Behind the three, Darius Clinton, Shepard, and uh, Golden Tate, I really don't feel like after those guys that you can trust anyone else. You know what I mean? Um, Of course, you got Evan Ingram on the outside. But, okay, that's my point on the receiver side. I'm a little disappointed with Wayne Gallman. Um. I like the guy when we drafted him. He's been, I think he's the longest tender between him and Sterling Shepard on the team. I just felt like after Saquon Barkley got injured, I think I I, I would have thought he will take full responsibility for the running game, but uh, I don't know. It's a little disappointing. Well, Collins, Collins, look, mm-hmm. Collins. He, he, he. He's going to have his chance to do that. I mean, you know, last week. Have something to run behind. Yeah, exactly. Last week, no one could run. I don't care what, what running back he gave the ball to. There and he was, was there, just, the week before. And um, thanks yeah. for the call, man. Appreciate it. But, you know, you know he'll, he'll have the opportunity, Collins. He will. You know, he'll have a chance to win that job. If he runs the ball well, he can do it. And what, what kind of stunk for him last year, Jeff, after Barkley got hurt last year, he had that first game he ran it 18 times. I think he had around 70 yards rushing. And then he had the concussion. And then he could never earn that spot back because other guys stepped up and played well. So he's going to have a chance here. If he goes out there, Collins, and he plays as well as you think he can play, and I happen to like Wayne, too. I think he's a really good, solid backup in this league that can do a little bit of everything. If he can show that he could take advantage of the opportunities he gets, then he will earn more time. And, you know, the Giants aren't, you know, beholden to Devontae Freeman. He's here, but it doesn't mean they got to He's like the guy no matter what. If Wayne Goldman proves he should be the guy, he's going to get more carries. It's really that simple. Well, right now, Wayne Gallman is ahead of him on the depth chart. So, I mean, and, and I think that, you know, eventually uh, Freeman will, will come into full circle. I think that you know, as far as what I mean by that is he's going to know the whole playbook. And so we're going to see um, the competition, and that's what you want at that position. I think they're going to use all three of those guys. You know, they did last week. Yeah. Um, they used all three of them, and, and, and they all got a, their fair share of the, of the runs. But um, I just think it's kind of a hot hand in that position, don't you, John? Maybe the, whoever's really if, – if Wayne Goldman goes in there this week and runs for 95 yards, he's going to be in there next week too. But if he runs for 20 the next week, maybe it's Freeman in that following week. So we'll I'm see. with you. 201-939-4513. Big Blue Kickoff 5 is presented by the New York Lottery. Get out there and play. Let's go to Len in Columbia, Maryland. Hey, Len. Hi, Len. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's How you doing? On? Yeah, good, good. Um, well, two things. I really want to talk about the Rams, but uh, let me let me just mention one thing. Um, throw my opinion in there on the offensive line. You know, we're not going to get the continuity. We're not going to get the growth. We're not going to get the chemistry. It stems from the center. This is not a knock on Nick Gates. 
How do you I hope no, but, 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 How do you know that? What's I. How do I you said ha- opinion. No, okay, I, okay. I, said I got you. I got you. Fair okay. enough. No, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're not going to get better play out of the offensive line until we get better play out of the center position. I, I, I just, you know, John, that goes back three. I've been saying this for three years. This is nothing new. You, you, uh, I think you remember that. Uh, Absolutely. Not about Gates. I hope he's the guy. I hope he's the guy, if for no other reason, if for no other reason, that it cuts down on the time it's going to take us to find a center. It flows from the center to the guards to the tackles to the tight end. We're not going to get any continuity on the offensive line. You build chemistry inside out. Okay, thank you. Let me, I'd like to talk about the Rams. I, I think you made it clear they're playing well. Oh, yeah, they, they're <laughs> I mean, good, man. Who they're good. All right, all right. Well, let me, let, me, let me add something to what I just said. Maybe it's not a good time to be playing the Rams. They are playing good. I mean, there's no question about it. And... Uh, in January, John, we're going to look at the standings. The Rams are going to be fourth in their division, John. Uh, I do they're not think. I don't think they're finishing behind Arizona. Okay. All right. Let's see what happens. And, and, by, and by the way, okay. Len, the Rams. If, 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 if the Rams aren't a playoff team, I'd be shocked. Shocked. Okay. Shocked. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. In, we'll, I'll, I'll remember that. We'll talk in January on sure. that one. Absolutely. Um, if if Jones, by his fourth year, turns to look like. Goff, would you be satisfied? Yeah, I mean, Goff is a, you know, mid-tier start, you know, between 10 and 15 starting quarterbacks yeah. in the league. I think you sign up for that today, no? Yeah, me too. Me too. I, mean, I, just, I, I, think that's, I think that's a good target, John. Sure, I, I think that's um, fair. I agree with you. Then you're going to need to okay, be patient let me, for the let me, let me ask you this. Okay, let me, let me ask you this. One, a, a couple others if I have the time. Sure. Um, the wide receivers compliment Higby more than Higby compliments the wide receivers. I guess what I'm saying is Higby's good. Yeah, Higby's very good. I agree with that. You agree with that? No, but honestly, okay. I, honestly, Len, I think the scheme compliments all of them. I think with the, with the Rams, it all comes yeah. back to that same scheme that, you know, the 49ers used last week, like Robert Dwelly? Who the hell is that guy? I didn't know who he was coming yeah. into that game. Yeah, he's yeah. a tight end. That's yeah. who he is. Exactly. Yeah. From listen, tight end. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's, he's a good young coach. I mean, this guy's a good young coach. His grandfather was a good football guy. You know, he was here in the 70s. He was a heck of a football guy. Yep. Um, but but this, kid, this kid can coach. This kid can coach. Um, uh, offensive, offensive line, you know, uh, Blythe at center is a is a, a good example of a guy who can move from guard to center and play pretty well. And hopefully that's where Nick Gates gets to. Um, Whitworth at left tackle. Let me ask you a question. It's going to sound sarcastic in nature, but bear with me on this. Did Dexter Lawrence play last Sunday? Yeah, he was in there. Guys? Yeah, he played. He was in there? Yeah. He's in there. He played hey, listen, more than guys. any of them. Listen, Dexter Lawrence has got to play better. That was awful Sunday. <laughs> Come on, Dexter. You're, a se- you're the 17th pick in the first round. Dominate. Come on, this guy's 38 years old. Dominate. Let me ask you a question about, the, um, about one of the linebackers on the Rams, a guy named Reader. Are you familiar with Reader, John? University of Delaware, undrafted free agent. Yep. Starter last year. Yeah, DJ Reader. Really pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really pretty good. Undrafted free agent. How do you find those guys? Good scouting. <laughs> I mean, how do you? 
<laughs> I'm frustrated by that. How do you find those guys? We bring in undrafted free agents. I mean, you know, I mean, they're barely they're barely 45 to 53 on the roster. How do they find this kid at Delaware? It's not even a big program. God, you got you just come on. We need a little luck on some of this stuff too. Some of these guys got to come through. I I, I know it takes scouting and coaching, but geez, you got to be lucky. It's, it's got to be our time, John. We got to get a little lucky. You know, we got to get a little lucky. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you a question about their special teams play. I, I got a strategy for Hecker. He, he's good. Would you agree with that? One of the best. Yeah. yeah one of the best. Here, here's my strategy with go Hecker. Go back and look at his. If you want to see, I mean, you have some time on your hand. You'd like to look at statistics. Go back and look at his yeah. season in 2000. I think it was 17 or 18. Yeah. And you, will, you will be floored at what he did oh, that he, season. Listen, I. I He's great. I mean, he's he's really a terrific kicker. Here's my strategy against Hecker: catch the ball. Do Don't let the ball it? hit the ground. Oh yeah. Don't well, let you know the ball hit the ground. Yeah. Well, what he does is listen. These these guys in today's game, they they have these Australian rules kicks, man. And they're not just yeah. like they're not old school. Like they just don't punt it anymore. You know, turn yeah. it over, spiral. They got all got these you. different types of kicks, and what happens yeah. is the ball gets on the ground, um, not accidentally. It's purposely, yeah. and the, it rolls. Yeah. So it's hard to, to yeah. get. They kick away from these guys, and then the next thing you know, they get 76-yard punts. I, I know. So you yeah, know, what my, you know you, what my there, there you go. And I guess that's why I'm saying. I guess that's why I'm saying we got to, you know, well, catch the ball. Put catch two, the ball. two, catch the put ball. two returners back there. Then you have the. You, oh, you got, maybe. Then you have one guy that has hey. 25 yards of the field. The other one has 25 yards of the field. So. Hey, hey, good idea. Hey, let, let, let me ask you something about kick returns, guys. Um, watching the all 22. Um. Look, look, Ballantyne's not the right guy, but, but this is not about Corey Ballantyne, all right? He just doesn't have that. He doesn't seem to have the timing, the eye, the feel. You know, Corey Coleman had it a little bit. Now, I'm not saying go get to Corey Coleman to return kicks. That's not where I'm going. I'm just saying some guys have it, some guys don't. I don't think Corey's – I think he's a nice player. hope we keep him around. He, he just shouldn't be, the, he shouldn't be the kickoff return. But you know what? You've got to block. You know? I mean – Yeah. Yeah. Well – it looked chaotic, Jeff. Well, it, was, it looked out of control. <laughs> I here's mean, watch somebody. Here's one of the problems. Yeah, go ahead. Tell you go ahead. In, in the game last week, I could not Thank believe you, he took the ball out of the end zone. Um, it was like six, seven yards deep, and he came out of the end zone. They started the drive on the 14-yard line. Okay, first yeah. of all, what happens is when there's a when there's a kick that far, the guys know how far is it's going. They they they're not they're not really thinking that he's going to bring that ball out. And all of a sudden he brings it out, and they're like, oh, no, let's go. So, you know, that's on them. For they they got to block whether they're going to return it or not. And so you're right. They do have to block better. And kickoff returns are all about timing. You know, that's why there's not one every game. They're very difficult to execute because you guys got running. You got 10 guys running down the field against, you know, 10 other guys, and there's a lot of space. Um, so it's a, hard, it's a hard play to run. But I agree with you. I'd like to see maybe – um, Holmes in there, or somebody with a did it in college and did it well, um, and get some production there because I'm tired. The Giants, the way their offense is running, you can't start the ball at the 14 yard line and expect them to do anything with it. Um, you need to, last year they were really good. They got out there at the 25, 27 yard line. That's where you need to get, but not on the 14. You know, and any, and then even then, when you get penalties involved in it, they haven't had them yet. But you know, if you bring that ball out of the end zone, John, seven deep, and get a penalty, now you're on the seven yard line rather than the 14. 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Let's go to Andy in Buffalo. He's up next. Hey, Andy. 
Hey guys, love the show. First time calling in. Uh, just a question uh, with, Jabril, with Jabril Peppers and yeah. the special teams. I mean, I, I remember years ago when we had Jason Seahorn returning a kickoff in a meaningless preseason game, blew his knee out. He was never the same player after that, in my opinion. Um, I just am afraid that we're going to get this guy hurt even worse. He's a top, you know, he's a top safety on the back end. I don't want to see ha- see anything happen to Peppers. It makes me nervous whenever he's catching punts or even he's on the special teams. He twisted his ankle last week. Now he's going to have that nagging injury for a little bit. Um, what do you guys think about that? What's your opinion on that? Well, I could tell you straight up, Joe Judge doesn't care. Um, he he <laughs> he is going to play his best players. If he thinks he's a good playmaker, he's going to get their get the ball in their hands on special teams. So I understand where you're coming from, and I think I joked a couple weeks ago, Jeff, that Giants still have. Um, Jason Seahorn post-traumatic stress disorder from that injury. Nobody, <laughs> wa- They really do. And nobody wants to have their best players on these special teams units, but the Patriots have always done it, and Joe Judge flat out said in a press conference a couple weeks ago he's going to do it too. So if, if he thinks he can be helped in, ret- in the return game by some of their top players, he's going to put them in there. Yep. Got it. Got it. And yeah. go, go ahead, Jeff. Well, no, and if you look at where um, Peppers got hurt, he got hurt on that. He got hurt on that. On that, um, it was a it was a field goal rush team play. Yeah, I know. And and it, it was just a freak thing. It, like nobody stepped on him. He just he basically planted, and you know something happened to his ankle. So I mean that, that could happen. That could happen in any coverage on a defensive play too. You know. So, but to to John's point, Joe Judge does not care. <laughs> you look at his history up in um, New England, the starters played special teams, and a lot of coaches do that across the league. I always hold my breath whenever he's back. I know. Punt, I but know. Hey, what, one other thing, and, and, uh, and um, you guys won't like this, but i got to agree with Charlie. I heard him last week talking about moving uh, Gates over to right tackle and putting Spencer Pulley back in at center. I think that's a good point. I think they should do that. Uh, I think it'll solidify the line because they're at least playing their natural positions and uh, as much as I never agree with Charlie on most things out there. By the way, one, by, I, by, 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 I, by, I by the way, did the you say Nate right. Solder? Pre- appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bud. Now, what let me just say this. I, I, I would not consider him tackle to be Gates' natural position. They were training him as a guard. Oh, okay. Dick Gates. Okay. I, I didn't they know didn't do, he was supposed to be a guard. He only played tackle because of an injury. I mean, he had to. they were training him to play guard. I know he played tackle in college, but guys, I mean— People are just blaming Nick Gates for all. I mean, for all this, and it's not fair. It's not all on him. It's not fair. It's nonsense. It's fine, and it's going to be angry. Because by the way, it's his first three games ever playing the position. How about Will Hernandez in his third year does a little bit better? How about Kevin Mm -hmm. Zeitler in his tenth year does a little bit better? Okay, it's not all on Nick Gates. It's and and by the way, Will and Zeitler would both say that too, because they're not going to blame their teammate Nick Gates for the issues that they're having. It's not all on Nick Gates, folks. It's not. I know that's who you want to point to because the easy name that you know to blame. It's not all on him. It's not all on him. It has a little bit to do with it because of his inexperience at a sure. position he's never played. Absolutely. But it's not all of it. It's not all of it. It's exactly what you said, John. Can I just real quickly let you know? Because remember, I, this is something. Very, obviously, this is my position, so I can tell you how in, how incredibly this was. Johnny Hecker. Okay. It, by the way, if Len is still listening, it's 2016 season. Okay. He had the most punts down inside the 20 that year. It was he had fifty one punts. Wow. Okay. On ninety eight kicks with a forty seven point eight yard gross average. Okay. And his net was like forty four something. Uh, it was and he only gave up hundred and fifty two return yards that year for like three point something yards a return or five. Five yards a return. It is on paper one of the most unbelievable punting seasons in the history of anything. It's unbelievable that year he had that. I could not 
believe it when I saw it. First of all, 51 punts inside the 20-yard line. And by the way, also very good on fakes, too. Oh, he's got like, he's got double-digit completions in his career. I think it might be 15 completions. So, yeah, and you got to be that element of surprise. And what happens is, is that no teams will rush him because he'll turn it over, turn around and run a fake. Now, you know, Jim Fossil's son, John, um, I think it's John Fossil. Is it? Yes. Uh, was mm -hmm. it John? Yeah. He, he left there now. Yeah, he's, he's with no Dallas. Longer special, so he's, um, uh, they have a new special teams coordinator there with the Rams. So just think about that. 201-939-4513. All right, let's wrap up the show with Charlie in Portland, Maine. Charlie, what's up? Hey, guys. Thank you, last caller. I appreciate that. What's up? And uh, shout out to shout out to Rhodey and Len and OGC. Anyway, what's up is this. <clears throat> There's a reason why we are fifth. We have the fifth best special teams unit as of now in the NFL and why we have the last offensive team in the league. We're last. The reason is because we have all special team players, 90% of them are on oh the roster. God, we stupid. don't have the talent. We don't have the talent, John. we got all special team players. Ebner is a perfect example. He can't play safety, for God's sakes. So that is one thing. And the well, other thing is... They didn't bring him here to what? play safety, Charlie. They brought him here to well, play special teams. Well, how come he's playing it? And a guy gets yeah, hurt, and you know what? But the guy gets hurt, okay? Um, I Pepper, And then all of a sudden, you thank God you have a guy like him who's a very, very smart dude that can go in there and play in a position. And you talk about versatility. Um, he has some versatility to play. Charlie, Charlie, hold on a second. Safety. Please, please explain okay. to me why the Giants' poor yeah. third-down defense is because they have too many good special teams players. <laughs> Explain it to me. Explain how the reason what they I'm can't. Oh, time out. You no, is... you, you, no, no, no. You let me talk now. Why? How come the Giants hey, you can't ask me block? a question. You no. want me to answer well, that? No. I'm, I'm going to ask you multiple questions. Number two. Okay. How does the Giants' inability to block in the run game or protect Daniel Jones or handle blitz have to do with prioritizing special teams players? Answer those two questions for me, please. Because those are the two okay. biggest problems on the roster. Answer them, please. Okay, I'll answer you. If we brought in more players who could actually play a safety position or actually play a wide receiver position and not put so much emphasis on special teams and bring in special team players to fill out our roster, we might have some depth like San Francisco has. So, Charlie, you're, so Charlie, you're, so Charlie you're telling me the Giants have decided not to sign good cover cornerbacks so they can add a seventh special team player to the roster. That that's hey, what you really we think. Cut, we cut that's Corey what you Coleman. really think the front office. By the way, has yes, anyone? I, I do. By the way, Charlie, has anyone else picked up? Has anyone else picked up Corey Coleman? Than they do good backup. And by the way, that's Corey Coleman's a return player on special teams. He's a kick yeah, returner. I know he is. So how do you so bring him up? A better wide receiver, John. Charlie, a wide receiver. they literally let him go to pick up a player that's going to contribute less on special teams. Like who? Corey who Coleman is a really good return man. You tell me, how is C.J. Board a bigger contributor on special teams than Corey Coleman would be if Corey Coleman was the kick returner? Explain that to me. They brought in some other... Look, oh, you know, so, so, you have no answer. Jagger. That's the point. I do have an answer. Let me finish. There's a song by Mick Jagger called Can't Get No 
Well, can't get no separation. That's our wide receivers. You know how what our separation rate was for Board? He was in minus figures. You know what our separation Charlie. rate was for Tate? Charlie. He was terrible. Charlie. The only one that had any separation was Ingram. Charlie, do you we remember? We have wide receivers that can't even Charlie, get separation. Do you remember yes. what I said before the season started? Do you remember when I said the first four opponents are all top ten pass defenses? Do you know what happens when you play top 10 pass defenses? Fine. You don't get a so lot of separation. When we're 0-10, oh, you tell me about the next five defenses, okay? Because that's where we're headed. We're headed 0-10, John. 0-10. And I'll call you back when we're 0-10. And you can tell me about their defenses. we got to play teams. we got to play good teams, and we got to win. It's time to win. Charlie. This is ridiculous. Charlie, here's the thing. And, and, and this is what, what, what annoys me. I tell you before I, the season what the dangers are. You guys tell me I'm I wrong. I know what the dangers are. No, 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 no. no. Clear, 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 clearly you don't. Because before the year, I literally played this scenario out for everybody. You guys say, oh, that's not fair. That's not right. The scenario plays out exactly like I say it's going to. Then you guys call and get mad at me. I'm not getting mad at you. I know why we have a problem. <laughs> It's called the quarterback, Mr. Turnover. He has more turnovers than touchdowns. He has more turnovers than touchdowns. Yes, and, and this we... guy is not a franchise quarterback. I've been saying it, and he's showing me every week that he isn't. And so when we're 0-10, I hope you, Jeff, and Lance, and Paul will finally say Charlie. he is not a franchise quarterback. I hope we don't get to okay? that point. Charlie, the bottom line is that, and I said this before, why are you yeah. trying to make that decision in week three when it doesn't impact anything for the rest only... of the season? No, but Charlie, oh. you're making, you're purposely trying to make a decision that is going to change the direction of the franchise with less information. When if you wait, you get more information. And if you make the decision <laughs> now, no, 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 let me finish. If you make that decision okay. now, Charlie, what's the advantage? of proclaiming Daniel Jones not your franchise quarterback in week three versus doing it in week 17. What's the advantage well, they, of doing well, it now? The advantage is we might be able to win some games. With and who? that's what the fan base needs, and that's what we need to see. Charlie, by the way, by the way, not, not for okay. nothing, if it turns out that Daniel Jones isn't the franchise quarterback, you would rather... Yeah. Get a chance to get your top quarterback in the draft and win a bunch of games with Colt McCoy. Just saying. Actually, I would I, – I, well, maybe you're right. Maybe if we just go 0-16, we get Lawrence. Maybe that's the best thing to do. But I'm tired of watching Jones, Mr. Turnover. He should open up some bakeries and call it Mr. <laughs> Turnover. Right, and he could do funny. a whole franchise that was funny. That was of funny. Mr. Turnover. Right. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> okay, Have guys. a good one, buddy. <laughs> Always good to hear from you. Didn't mean to yell at you. I'm sorry. We should have made a bet with Charlie about 0-10. Something like that. I mean, you know, Jeff, this is what drives me again. nuts. I literally said, I'm warning people that the pass offense might be really bad the first month. Don't call up after three weeks and try to replace the quarterback and tell me how bad everything is. This you could have you could have seen this coming a mile away. Mm -hmm. They've played yeah. really good defenses, and That's the Rams the are another week. good defense this week. It, it yeah. is it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't well, know. They get a break say. next week. Dallas's defense isn't that great. No, so. no, that, no. By the way, if so they go we'll out see. there against Dallas and they score three points, 
I'm going to show up here and I'm going to say, you know what? That's really, really, really bad. We're in trouble. And the same yeah. deal, like the Redskins have a pass rush. Their secondary doesn't have a lot of players in it. Mm-hmm. You should be able to throw the ball against them too. And now, by the way, I mean, now, now, now again, Jeff, I'm not sure the Giants defense will slow the Cowboys offense down, but, but that's a different conversation. And if you want to just kind of just stay within our own little area here, um, you know, the NFC East, even though this, this is not a good division this year, that might help a little right. bit to ease the pain of going through the season because you may at some point in the season still only be one, one and a half games out of first place. But Jeff, this idea that they're passing on players that are going to help you a cornerback because they have too many, because they're stockpiling special teams players is, is, is just not accurate. But but I've always said this in in the shows leading up to the season and everything. We knew that the giants were going to have good special teams because you got to, you got to have some sort of an advantage, and I feel like Joe Judge and 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 McGahee and and Quinn, those guys can figure out that hey, listen, you know if we can win this facet of the game every week, and our defense or offense comes out and plays somewhat consistently, then we got a chance. But if you're not going to have a good special teams unit, then your other two units are going to have to be really good to win games. They've been bringing in different cornerbacks on a weekly basis since Cam started trying to find guys that can cover. The idea that they're not bringing these guys in to bring in special teams players, it, it, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't hold water. It, yeah. it, I'm sorry. It, it just doesn't. I understand it, it, it's an easy thing to say, but the facts don't back up the narrative. Jeff, good stuff, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you, uh, everybody, for hanging in there. Sorry for being a little bit late yep. today, but uh, we're all good. And thank you, Brian, for managing my levels Thanks, as Brian. I screamed into my microphone back at the studio. Appreciate you that. Your daughter up, probably. <laughs> oh, no, she's she, probably uh, school, though, she's so. at school, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Big Blue Kickoff Live was, pre- was presented by the New York Lottery. And remember, you can find the archive of the show on Giants.com slash podcast, the Giants mobile app, and all your favorite podcast platforms. The Giants Podcast Network is presented by Investors Bank. For Jeff Eagles, I'm John Schmelk. Detino and Fe- and uh, Detino and Meadow have you tomorrow on Big Blue Kickoff Live at noon. Make sure you tune in. We'll see you then, everybody. Stay safe.